All right. How's everybody doing? Good, good, good. Man, God is in the room and is moving. Uh, we're, we're so glad. If you are new, we're so thankful that you would, you would be here and that you would be hanging out with us tonight. I don't know if you've noticed, but we, we really love God. Uh, we love to express that with singing and uh, shouting and uh, dancing, and so we're just so we're just so thankful uh, for all that God's done. We just can't contain it, and so uh, we're we're so grateful that you'd hang out with us and uh, all that God is doing here. Um, and uh, there is no accident that you're here tonight, whether this is your home church and you're here every week, uh, or whether um, uh, you're you're new here. Uh, this is a setup for you. God has something for you tonight, and maybe already, maybe there's already something that like you feel like God's like stirring in your heart or doing, and that's exciting and awesome, uh, and, but there's going to be more to come. If you are able, I know you just sat down, and we're like, we're, we're like going into Roman Catholic territory here, but I'm going to have you stand up again if you're able. Every week here, we, we love to read uh, when we have an anchor passage uh, that we're going to be preaching out of. We love to read the Word of God and stand in honor of God's Word. So this is going to be Romans, the end of chapter 11, verse 33, uh, through uh, just a couple verses into uh, chapter 12. So here's what it says. Oh, the depth of riches of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? Who has ever given to God that God should repay them? For from him and through him and for him are all things. I want you to read that with me. For him, from him, through him, and for him are all things. It's bad when the pastor messes it up. See, we're not very good Catholics, that's why. To him be the glory forever, amen. Next verse, here's what it says. Therefore, so since all of that is true, therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to the Lord. This is your true and proper worship. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Father, uh, I, I'm so, so thankful for every person here, and I, um, I just have a, a confident expectation tonight, God, that you're uh, going to bring healing and hope and restoration uh, to, to people's hearts and minds, and I just pray, Lord, that you'd use some of the things that I have to say to accomplish that. Uh, Lord, I pray that anything that's not from you, my friends would be able to ignore and forget and just park it, uh, but if it's from you, Jesus, let it, let it do its work. Let your word do its work and accomplish what it needs to tonight by your spirit. I ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. We're actually going to be in those few verses this week and next week. So as Andrew mentioned, we're in this series called Flourish. And what we've been looking at is um, this idea that God, it is God's heart for us as human beings, that we would have a flourishing life in him. Uh, he didn't just make us for misery, okay? Uh, not that there aren't hardships and difficulties, but God made us to live in this world and to somehow flourish. And there's all kinds of ways the Bible talks about that. We read through some of those, like we're like a tree. Those who trust and put their hope in God are like a tree that's like planted by waters. Uh, and, and no matter what happens, they bloom in season or out of season. And it's a beautiful picture of, of what God's heart is for his people. We're meant to flourish. And so um, as a part of that though, 
we have to think about the different areas of our life and the different ways that God has wired us and not just think God wants us to flourish in general, but what does it look like for us to flourish in some, some specific areas of our life? And what we talked about is how there are these five areas, we've been calling them five capitals. So capital is something that I have that I can invest in order to grow something else. That's what a capital is. Something I have that I can grow or I can invest to grow something else. So we've been looking at those for the last five weeks. And so here's what they are. Uh, Spiritual capital, relational, physical, intellectual, and financial. By the way, if you've missed the last few weeks, we have every week our messages go up to our podcast. You can find that on our website or you can go back on Facebook and watch what we've posted from before so you can kind of catch up to speed. There have been like just so many people, it feels like God's really speaking to our church family about some of this stuff right now. And so I just encourage you to go and kind of get caught up. So we're going to talk about physical capital today, which is falls kind of third in line. Uh, It's an interesting one because even though spiritual capital, our spiritual life, and our relationships are more important than our physical capital, than our physical life, um, it's so interesting because what happens in our physical life really affects all of the other areas. In a, in a kind of a significant way. Now, you might be thinking, because I'm talking about physical capital, that when I'm talking about, like, we all need to go to the gym and get buff, okay? I, I mean, that's, that's not a wrong thing to do, but that's not exactly what I'm talking about. Physical capital has to do with our time and our energy. Our time and our energy. So, I, I, here, I'm just telling you right now, there's gonna be some freedom for some of you in the room tonight. God made us as created beings and put us in like time and space. So God placed you where you are right now and you have the same 24 hours a day no matter who you are. It doesn't matter whether you live in India on the other side of the world or you live in the United States, you have the same 24 hours a day. One day, you will stop breathing. You are not an infinite being. I know you're like, wait, that's really morbid. How's that gonna bring freedom, right? Well, because I think that sometimes we think that we're supposed to be like these superhero human beings, right? And that we're like never going to run out of time. And if I just keep tweaking my schedule and just keep doing this, that, and the other thing, then I will finally just get it right. And then all of a sudden, I will be able to succeed where every every other human being fails because I figured out how to be the superhero, right? I figured out how to manage my time just right, and I figured out how to like do all the things just right, and I figured out how to like go beyond like my, my physical limits. Like, look, the reality is none of you were made to fly, right? Like, that God didn't give us wings. He didn't make us to walk in water, but there are exceptions to the rule, okay? So, right, Jesus does that, but that's not the norm, The norm isn't that we all are able to walk on water. The norm isn't that we're all able to do superhuman feats of of power. And here's the reality of that. That is a grace to acknowledge it, to acknowledge our limitations. To acknowledge that I only have 24 hours in a day. To acknowledge I am not superhuman. That doesn't mean that there aren't miracles and all of those kinds of things, but to acknowledge our createdness is a really good thing, guys. Here's just a, a little bit of a snippet um, 
This is from the Psalms. I believe this is Psalm 90. Uh, just here's a little bit of kind of way the Old Testament would talk about this. Oh, Lord, you've been our protector throughout generations. Even before the mountains came into existence or you brought the world into the being, you were eternal. So that's who God is. So before anything was ever created, God, that's what you are like. You make mankind return to dust and say, return, O people. Yes, in your eyes, a thousand years are like one, like yesterday that quickly passes or like one of the divisions of a nighttime. You bring their lives to an end and they fall asleep. In the morning, they are like grass that sprouts up. Again, that might sound a little bit morbid, but this is the Bible's way of getting us to understand that there are limitations, that God is different and that that is a really good thing. He's God and he's not. He's eternal. He has infinite power and ability and we're bound to time and space if it were not for his intervention. Does everybody see what I'm talking about here? So God's heart isn't that we learn how to be superheroes or that we try to be something we're not, but to learn how to flourish with the life that we do have. That we learn how to steward our time and our energy and what we're talking about here in physical capital, we learn how to steward those things really well. And this is really important because if you've ever been in a situation where you felt like your physical capital has been uh, limited in some way, uh, then you realize how important this is to everything else in your life. So for about the past six weeks or so, I've had an ongoing dull headache. And it has made me realize how much like when my mind is clear and I don't have those headaches, like how much I'm able to function better. Like if you've, if you've ever had something like that, it makes you really thin relationally, doesn't it? Like you just find yourself like snapping at other people. And it's not that I don't like love the people around me. It's like, man, this is just annoying. And it makes it, if you've ever had something physical going on where I feel like your energy or your time is sapped, like you don't have necessarily, it doesn't feel like I have time to spend with God. Or like I'm focused on what's ever going on with me physically instead of focusing on like whatever God wants to say, right? And it can cause, like if things are going on in our physical bodies and our time with our time and our energy, it can cause like depression. It can cloud the way that you think. It can interfere with work. Like if you've ever had to miss work, then you've missed money because something happened. Like this is like really, really important, uh, so that's on the physical side. Think, think about the time side. If we don't manage our time well and we don't think about how we use our time, we try to do too much. We try to fit too much in the day. We think we're going to be better than the person next to us at trying to squeeze a whole lot in. And like you can only do that for a little while and that starts to have diminishing returns. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like you overserve. You're over-available, you overbook yourself, and then all of a sudden, the thing you wanted to do, which is be available to lots of people, you can't do because you've given out too much of yourself. Does that make sense? So then we get burnt out emotionally. God, it's really angry people are taking advantage of me. It's like, well, did I ask you to do that thing and do that thing and do that thing? It's like, no, but do you, do you see what I mean? Like, and then you get really thin, and it's like, that's not God's fault. It's like, we took on more than what we should. We overcommitted ourselves. That's, a, that's kind of mismanaging our physical capital. And ultimately, if you don't, like, get enough rest, and your schedule is wire to wire, like, then you can't think clearly the next day. So I have a problem in my life. I am both a night owl and a morning person. 
this is not a good combination. Like, so, so I just know that between about the hours of 6.30 a.m. to about 11 a.m. is my sweet spot for all thinking and production. Like, it's got to happen in that window. It's diminishing returns after that. So what that means, I have to get up early uh, in order to, to maximize that time, like, to, in order to steward well that time. But the problem is 10 o'clock rolls around, and it's time to go to bed, and I'm like, doop-de-doo. Anyone else? It's like, what do I do? Let's see what the next Netflix show is, you know? And then it's 12.30 and I've got to get up in four and a half hours. You see what I mean? Like, so this is a challenge for all of us. And I, so I'm just going to confess right now, whether we're talking about my time or whether I'm talking about the ways I steward what I put in my body or exercise and all those kinds of things, this is an area of weakness for me rather than an area of strength. Sometimes uh, when you have someone that gets up and shares, it's like, man, that person I can tell has had some breakthrough. And so they're sharing from a place of like breakthrough. I'm telling you, I'm not. I'm, I'm, t- I'm sharing from a place of absolute weakness. I'm like under, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be really transparent here because we don't do fake. I am under the conviction of the Lord right now about how I spend my time and energy. So this is real fresh. This is really, really fresh for me. I still wrestle with what, how do I live with the grace of my own limitations? There's always somewhere else to be. There's always something else to do. There's another friend I want to spend time with. There's another pastoral situation that needs my attention. There's another sermon to prep for. There's another leadership thing to do. There's just always, there's always more, right? And then for me, that, that looks like, well, then I neglect this and I neglect that. And, I, and then all of a sudden, I find myself feeling really thin. Can anybody relate to this? This is funny because like we, we all, I think, struggle with this in different ways, but like we don't talk about it as we, we don't act like this is a part of our life, a part of our spiritual life, but it is. Like God made you beautiful, awesome, amazing, but made you not to be a superhero. Made you to be a normal everyday human being that has to take care of your body and has to live within the grace of 24 hours. So what we've been saying all along is that if we want to talk about what a flourishing life is, a flourishing life is about faithfulness and fruitfulness. A flourishing life, whether no matter what topic, which one of these capitals we're talking about, is about faithfulness and about fruitfulness. It's about somehow, faithfulness is about being able to, to know the voice of God in my life in a way that in any given situation, I know what his heart is. I know what his desire is for me. That's what faithfulness is. Whether we're talking about money, whether we're talking about relationships, I'm getting to know him so I can know his voice and then do whatever he's asking me to do in each and every situation. Because what I want is for every area of my life to be ordered the way he wants it to be ordered because it matters to him. Think about those words from Romans that I read. 11.36, for from him, and through him and for him are all things. Think about that for a second. Who gave you the time and energy that you have? Who's it from? From him, right? How do you live this out in a healthy way? Can you do it on your own? No, it happens through him. And what is the end game? Is it for you primarily? No, it's for him. Like, so this is, like, your physical life falls under the category of all things, right? Like, so whenever I think, I have a tendency to over-spiritualize the Bible. How about you? 
And I'm like, oh God, you must mean something else. And I was like, no, I mean go to bed, Chael. Like, I mean don't eat that, Chael. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, like, all things means all things. So that means every aspect of my life needs to come under the lordship of Jesus. And not because he's trying to control it, because, he, because he's trying to force me into a box. It's like, no, I, hey, I know how I made you, and I know what's really good for you. And, and I also know that what is good for you is also glorifying to me. And so what I want for you to do is live life my way so that you can enjoy the benefits and the grace and the limits of, of, of the limits I put on you, but also enjoy all of the good things I will do if you will just trust me. You know, we, we don't... Um, so I'm going to be partially on my notes, partially not on my notes. Are we okay with that? Yeah. All right, cool. The, in the Old Testament, God gives the idea of a Sabbath, a day off, to his people. And part of the reason why God does that in the Hebrew Scriptures with his people Israel in the Old Testament is that they would learn how to trust him that he is going to take care of them. It was so that they could recognize that what they need will ultimately come from him. Because in all the cultures around the nation of Israel, they worked seven days a week. Not only did they have, if they took any time at off, their servants and their slaves, they would actually work harder so that the people could, could take the time off. And do you know that among God's people, he said, no, you're not supposed to do that. Everyone in my community, God says to his people, you're supposed to take a day off. And not only that, your servants aren't allowed to work. They have to have a day off too. Because I want this whole entire group of people to be set apart from the rest of the world. And I want you to know that I am the source of all life. And, and it's like beautiful because we often think about like, oh, I just really need to take a day off because I just need to take a day off. It's like, no, God like wants to bless you with his presence by not working and, and, and trying to always take the next hill. God wants to bless you. I want here, this is, I'm telling you, I'm off script here. I want you to take a second right now. And I want you right now, right where you are, God has blessed you, if you've been around our church for a little while, blessed you with really, really good relationships in this church family. And I want you to take a second right now and acknowledge that those relationships come from the Lord. Do it right now. Just go ahead. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for my friends. Thank you, Lord, for the people in my life. Thank you, Lord. From you, through you, for you, Lord. I'm only doing that just because I just think it's so important to recognize like the gifts of God in our life, the, the, the blessings that God just throws at us. And like when we're willing to acknowledge his way of life and not just go, go after the next big hill all the time and constantly live in that burnout, like, like, and just slow down for a second. Part of what it means to have Sabbath is to enjoy the relationships that God's given you in your life. Like to, to be able to appreciate, to look one another in, an, in the eye and say, man, I really like you. This isn't just a relationship where we're a business relationship. Anyone else kind of feel that way sometimes in their house? It's like, hey, did you do your thing? Did I do my thing? Hey, everyone got their chores done, right? We're good. Okay, cool. Well, the blessing of God is to have Sabbath that says, no, that's not what you do. The blessing of Sabbath is to say, no, you're going to sit and you're going to enjoy my goodness. 
So here's what God's calling us. So that was an aside. Let's come back to, come back to this. What we're called to do is simply look at our schedules, to look at the time and the energy that we have, to look at our body and ask this kind of question. What does God want me to do with the time and energy that I have today? What does God want me to do with the time and energy that I have today? And I put like a dot, dot, dot after that. I don't know if, yeah, it's still there. Like you could ask that about this week. You could ask that about this month. But, but what, we're, what we need to do is invite God into our schedules. Invite God into our meal planning. Invite God into, do I need to go to the gym more or less this week? Do I need to go make this, this week because of my headaches? And I knew I was talking about this. I made every doctor's appointment I could. Like, I was like, I'm going to call the dentist. I'm going to call this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm like, I'm, I am throwing the kitchen sink at this, Lord. I'm gonna, uh, whatever, whatever we have to do. Because I felt like he was saying, like, well, do you really want to be well? Well, that, I felt like that was the question. So I invited the Lord into it. And so I want to encourage you that God wants you to look at your time and your schedule and invite him into it. When is the last time that you prayed about how you spent your time? When is the last time that you said, God, does this schedule honor you? Is there room in in my day for important relationships? God, is, is the way that I'm doing this or that, my sleep patterns, the TV that I watch, the things, I, how I'm treating my body, like, does that honor you? Like, when is the last time you answer, asked a question like that? Like, that God deeply, deeply cares about those things. I guarantee you, if you begin to ask God those questions, he will speak to you. He did not make you a ghost. Do you see what I mean? Like, he didn't make you to walk through walls. Like, he put you in the body you have with the mind that you have. Like, and it matters to him what we do with it. Even if it's not always the same. You might think, man, this is like way too simple. Like, but I believe God deeply cares about this stuff and that he will speak to us. So sometimes if we ask God a question like this, God, what do you want me to do with my time and my energy? It might look like, it might look like working a little extra hard that week. Because that's the thing that God might ask you to do. So this is a week where we're going we're gonna to double down. We're going to put more time and energy in. It might look like putting extra hours in. It might look like giving up some of the time that you wanted to do this and instead doing it over here. God might direct you to do that. But he also might direct you to say no to more things. Like for me, it's really easy. For me, for, I'm like, when I'm like, yes, Lord, what are you saying? Oh, you want me to work harder? Okay, cool, we're, we're good. That's easy for me. If God tells me to tell, say no, that's a really hard thing. Anybody else? It's like, no, I can't tell that person no. I have to say yes. And the Lord's like, no, you can say no. Like, as a matter of fact, I would like for you to do that. Like, and it's a real, like, invitation. Sometimes it might look like feasting. God, what do you want me to do this week? God's like, hey, I want, like, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm just being really practical. God is so kind and so nice that he will even sometimes give you permission to buy the nice steak. He will. I, I, it's funny, but he will. There have been times like, I don't know, what do I, I don't know, should we go to, should we go buy the cheap thing over here? And he's like, he's like, no, we're going to go buy the nice ribeye. So sometimes it's feasting and sometimes it's fasting. Sometimes it's no, like, no, we're not going to do that. You don't need that. Like, 
legalism says it's either all feasting or all fasting. But that's not how we're called to live as followers of Jesus. We're called as followers of Jesus to ask the Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do today? How, how do I interact in this situation? What do I do over here? Like, right? So sometimes it looks like feasting. Sometimes it looks like fasting. Sometimes it looks like working. And sometimes it looks like resting. The question is, do you know why you're doing what you're doing with your time and with your energy? The key, I think, is to acknowledge that my time and energy are ultimately from him. They ultimately happen through him. And they are for him. They're for his purposes. They're not for our own. What we get to do is what it talks about in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, is that we get to offer our bodies, which includes our whole life, as living sacrifices, as an acceptable act of worship. That's, a, that's an amazing thing that we get to do. That worship is not just what happened here when we were in the room and we all sang songs together. That's not, it's, that's not the only thing. That's, that's one thing that worship is. But worship is what we do with our whole life 24 hours a day. Our waking and our sleeping. Our working and our playing. That I... Doggone it. I'm worshiping when I snuggle my nine-year-old. I'm doing God's work there. If he's asking me to be present with her in that moment, in the same way I am if I'm praying for someone in a hospital. Do you see? There is no difference. These differences are differences that we make. And God cares about those things in your life. And so he cares about the things that we watch. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Like, he cares about the things that we set our minds to and that we think about. He cares about all these things. And not in a heavy-handed, I want you to follow the rules, check all the boxes. But like, no, I have freedom for you. You guys are fun to preach to today. I like you. You know, all these things, God wants us to live a life that brings him glory and honor and that also is like something that's really good for us. So again, when's the last time that you just invited God into your schedule, what you did with your time? When's the last time that you asked God about stewarding your body? Sometimes that can look like praying for healing when you're sick. And, and God loves to do that. He's so kind. He loves to hand out good gifts. Like sometimes the answer to God, what do you want to do with my physical body is he says, I want to heal it. Sometimes that doesn't happen. And so we're left with going, okay, God, then what do I do with what I have right now? Right? Because even though we all are finite and we're all in the same body, our bodies aren't all made and we don't have all the same scenarios. So the question isn't, how can I have as much energy as that person and look as healthy and lean as that person? That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about, hey, here is the grace of my limitations. Like, here, here's where I am. Here's what I can do, uh, given what my circumstances are. Like, so some of you have various kinds of like autoimmune diseases that affect your energy level. And God's not asking for you to have the same energy level as someone else. 
He's asking you to offer what you do have to him. Does that make sense? Some of you, like I always tell people, like if you need me to go fast and far, I'm not your guy. If you need a large object, move slowly, short distances, I am your man. That is, so, so if, friends, if you've got a large rock that needs to be moved a couple feet, I'm your guy. Like that is, that's the grace of my limitations. You need a marathon partner, call someone else. Not, not me. It's never been me. It's the grace of my, I'm okay with that. I have been this size since I was a freshman in high school. I, I, I mean, I, it, it's just, it just is. Like, like, I'm not saying I can't steward it better. It's just, I know how God's made me. God's made some of you different. I, I watch people like rock climb. I'm like, that could never be me. Like, like I just, my bone structure will not allow for that. Like, I just, it just is not going to happen. You know, we all have different energy capacities. Like, God has made us all different. Now, again, friends, I'm not saying that you can't pray that you can overcome those things. Because that, you can as a matter of fact, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus right now that the healing presence of God Almighty would come in this room. And if there's any sick among us, I pray that they would be healed. All with skin diseases or infections be healed right now in the name of Jesus, the presence of God overcome. Pray for Lawrence and Rita right now. Pray for Rita in the hospital. Pray that you'd heal her arm, Lord Jesus, that you'd make her whole. Pray for Dan that's got an infection as well, Lord. We, we pray for him. Pray for a new friend named Brian I just learned about that also has a physical infection. Lord, would you heal him, Lord? Would you let your healing presence wash over your people? Lord, and help us to walk in, in, um, in joy of the healing that you'll provide. Amen. So again, God's not asking for us to all be the same. He's asking for us to take what we do have and offer it to him. Right? From him, through him, for him. So we can ask, how can I best steward the things that affect my energy and my health for God's purposes? So faithfulness as it relates to physical capital, is all simply about walking in step with God, with God regarding my time and energy. That's it. How do I walk in step with God regarding my time and my energy? Am I, am I using my time in a way that honors God as good for me? And am I using the energy that I do have in a way that honors God as good for me? That's, that's it. It's not any more complicated than that. I'm telling you, that little thing Will, will, will change the course of how you think about these things. I think for most of us, it's like we just need an upgrade in our thinking here. We're gonna talk about that more next week about our intellectual capital. How do we have renewed minds about this? But I really feel like that God wants to set us free. And this, uh, friends, I, I think that one of the things that happens in, um, in the church world uh, as well as out there in the world is this becomes a burden like that I, I have to do better, right? I've gotta do better at this. And it becomes a heavy burden for us to carry. How do I manage my schedule better and do it? And like we, you know, and, and instead of something that's like inviting us into freedom, like that's what God's heart is for you. It, yeah, it's supposed to lead to freedom. Let's leave it at that. So what's fruitfulness then as it relates to physical capital? Fruitfulness has to do with what comes out of our life that's good for God, for others, and for ourselves, especially as it relates to eternal purposes. So fruitfulness is what comes out of our life that's good for God, others, and ourselves. So then fruitfulness as it relates to physical capital 
is actually, it's is interesting. When we're operating well in physical capital, when, we, when it seems as though we're like listening to the heart of God, yes, you might see a difference in your, in your physical capital directly, but most often where you'll see a real change is in the other areas. I know that when I'm stewarding physical capital well, when I'm inviting God into my schedule and following his lead, I know I'm a better dad. I know I'm a better husband. I know I'm a better pastor. So my relational capital seems like it gets better because I manage my physical capital well. Because I have got more time. I've got more bandwidth. I'm not, I don't, don't feel fried. I know my spiritual life is better. I know that I make wiser, more, wiser, is that the word? More wise? I don't know. Some sort of better decisions. Um, then my mind is sharper. Like I, I'm, able to, I'm able to think more clearly. And then I'm able to make like, like some less boneheaded kind of decisions with my money. Do you see the difference? Like, so when you, when you do, like when you're, when you're really thriving and you're really faithful in physical capital, you'll start to see it manifest itself in the other ones. I have better, more focused times of prayer when I pray at the right time of the day. There are times of the day where I try to pray and it's like, uh, if, if I didn't know better, I'd be like, oh, I'm a terrible Christian. God, you must hate me, right? And it's like, no, this is a terrible time of the day for you to pray. You can't hold a complete thought at this time of the day. Why would you think that you could talk to an unseen God for 30 minutes? Like, come on, let's just be honest. It's like, oh, no, I'm not a bad Christian. I'm just like not making the best use of my time. Like it's praying over here instead of over here. Do you see what I mean? Like, And this is a, it's so tricky because um, Christians, and, and, and I think the world too, we don't know how to not fall into ditches here. So, so one ditch is all about, like, I got to manage my time, and I got to have hard boundaries, and I got to go make sure that I'm the most physically fit, and it's very, like, earthly. Does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? It's very much like focused on right here and now and forgets to evolve God in the equation. Like, and, and it's like, man, you can see that physical capital gets elevated to a place it's really not meant to be. But then on the other side is like the people who like neglect themselves and don't recognize the grace of limitations for all different kinds of reasons be it like self-hatred or like a, a kind of a, um, like I just, I'm just waiting on Jesus to come and rescue us and rapture us to heaven, so who cares what happened? Like, you know, and that's not godly either. Like, right? And so as followers of Jesus, the, the way in the middle is to keep in step with the Holy Spirit, to invite him in and then see how he works all of that stuff out. Look, the reality is, just going to, again, real talk here. Some of you are burning out. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that because I know that as a fact about specific people. Actually, I, I, I literally don't have a person in mind, I promise you. But I know because of the size of the room that some of you are redlining. Like because you're not living in the, in the, in the grace of limitations. Because you're not inviting God into your schedule. Because you're not thinking about what, what, what do you say about this, God? Should I do this? Right? So I just know that. And then I know on the other side, there is, for some of you, there's lethargy and a, a lack of stepping in to things that God has for you because you're like trying to manage a really comfortable 
kind of cozy life. And that's not God's heart either. Does that make sense? Jesus was amazing at this, by the way. Like, Jesus is like, man, you read, and like, Jesus is like walking all the time and talking all the time, and then there are people all around, and he's like praying for people all day long, and then all of a sudden, Jesus will be like, peace out, we're going to the other side of the lake, and he'll take his disciples with him. Actually, if you do a little, this is a fun little Bible study, if you do a geography sketch of where Jesus spent his time, you'll see that a lot of times Jesus was hanging out on like beaches and really cool places in Israel. And he's hanging out, yeah, Jeff's like, yes, Lord. Uh, um, hanging out with his disciples, his, his closest relationships, and they're just spending time together. Like, and, and so Jesus knew, like, okay, uh, think about, our, you are the king of the universe. The, enti- the presence of God rests on you 24-7. And you have the power to heal and deliver and do anything you want. Like, there is always someone at your door. There was no one who needed time management better than Jesus, right? And there are many times in the life of Jesus where he's like, yeah, we're, we're not gonna stay in this town. We're gonna go on to the next town. Like you can only do that if you are inviting the voice of the heavenly father into your everyday life. That's the only way that you can do that. How did Jesus know? Well, do I show up at that town or show up in this town? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know whether I should take this appointment or that appointment, Jesus is like, well, do I bring the good news of the kingdom of God to Capernaum or Bethsaida? I don't know. They're different towns. Like, you know, he's like, and so the only way to know is to invite the Father, invite the voice of the Holy Spirit into those those situations. And so I just would encourage you and challenge you, if if you're redlining, if you're feeling burnt out, if you're feeling tired, it's just time to say, Lord, would you just give me, help me and see my schedule? Would you help me see how I'm treating myself? Is this, is this what you want, Lord? And then, and then maybe follow his nudges. You know, follow things. If you, on the other side, are like, you know, like, if I look at my life, I, 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 like, I feel like I've got a nice rhythm and nice schedule, and I like, you know, I like things, but, like, but maybe God's inviting you to get a little uncomfortable with that. Like, to have someone invited into your life to stay up later for a little more prayer or get up a little earlier for a little more prayer. Plug for 6 a.m. prayer Monday through Friday at the Fusion Church office. <laughs> yeah? So, so I, I don't know what that might be for you. I don't want to be prescriptive about it. Like, I'm just, I'm just saying, don't, like, some of you are like, I'm an introvert. So thus saith the Lord, I can't do this. I'm like, maybe you should ask Jesus about the time you spend with people. Some of you are like, I'm an extrovert. I have to be with other people. Maybe Jesus is like, it would be good for you to be quiet and not have constant stimulation. But how would you know if you don't invite the Lord into it, right? Like, how would you, how would you know, right? Some of you are like, I am, a, I am not a morning person. I know this about myself. Yeah, maybe. And maybe that's, God's not asking you to change that. But maybe he's inviting you to experience something you wouldn't experience otherwise. You see what I mean? Some of you are like, I know I'm a nighttime person. It's like, well, maybe. Like, have you asked the Lord about, am I staying up too late? I, you guys are like, is this pastor really talking about this right now? Yes. <laughs> I, I am literally talking about this. 
So think of, for those, I promise I'm going to wrap up here in just a minute. For those of you who are parents, okay, um, there are arbitrary things that to your children feel arbitrary, but that you know are really good for them, right? And sometimes the kids don't understand why it's really good that you do this or don't do this. And guess what? Our Heavenly Father is a really, really good Father. And He knows what's good for you. He knows what's good for me. And so it would be really good for me to ask Him His opinion on things. Like, right? And I might not understand why He, it might not be comfortable, like in the same way that my kids want, yes, Lord. Um, uh, my, in the same way that my kids want ice cream all the time. But like, that's not, that's not sustainable, Right? And when I say, no, we can't do that, we're going to have broccoli instead, it feels like I am murdering them. <laughs> right? Like, but I'm not. Right? And so the Father is not murdering you. Like, he's inviting you into something better with him. All right, so how do we grow? How do we grow in this area? Well, number one, obviously, we invite, we invite the Father's voice into this. That's, that's how we use spiritual capital to grow our physical capital. Okay, so God, what do you have to say about this? What do you say about my schedule? What do you say about how I'm treating my body? What do you say about this, that, or the other thing? Okay, so we invite God into the process. We use our spiritual capital to grow this area. We use our relational capital. So it might require, if you wanna grow in this area, that you spend more time or less time with people. Uh, Right, God might be inviting you into opening up your home more. Like, or he might be saying like, no, actually, it's, it's time to take a step back. So it might be that God is inviting you, you can leverage your re- relational capital by being around people who have kind of, you feel like have a really good handle on this. Like I know some people who I feel like live really, um, I, I can see how they've invited God into their life. And I'm like, I th- in this particular area, and I'm like, I want what they have. And so what that might mean is I spend more time with that person. I say, hey, teach me how you do it. I don't know, I don't know, what, I don't know how, how do you manage all these things? I don't, know how, I don't know how you juggle all of this. Or like, how do you say no? I have this word that says no, 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 I can't say. Like, you know, it doesn't come out of my mouth. So it's really good to be around people who say, have a good no, who know how to say no. For, I'm just talking about me and my own person. Like, it's really good for me to be around those people and say, hey, tell me how you say that bad word, right? And some of you might need to say yes, like, and so you need to be around people who is like, how do you do that? Like, like how, how, how do you sustain having people in your home like that all the time? Like, how do you sustain that work schedule? Like, um, so that's relational capital. Intellectual capital, you might have to, it might be worthwhile learning about time management, how you can make better decisions in your day. There are cer- certain things that you can learn uh, without it being heavy-handed about how I could better use my time. Like, so for me, an absolute like, level of freedom happened for me when I took the pressure off of myself of having to have my sermons done on Tuesday every week. Like, that, like in a lot of church cultures, that's kind of, that's the requirement. You gotta have it done Tuesday or Wednesday. God has not wired me that way. I, like, I can do it, but I was like beating myself up and then I did some reading and learned about how my particular personality type is wired and, and how it's very typical for people with my personality type to get their most, do their best work and have their best inspiration for what they do closer to the deadline. And to the detriment of some of the people around me are like, Chael, could you figure it out, please? I'm like, I don't know. Like, but a little bit of study and pressing into this area really brought me freedom to be like, I know who I am. Like, I know that that's how I'm wired, and that's okay. 
And my promise is that I'm going to learn how to work not only with how, like, the way God's wired me, but also the team that I'm working with so that they have what they need. Do you see what I mean? Like, and the only way that happened is, like, just investing some intellectual capital there. It might be that you need to study about how the human body works or how, like, diet and exercise work. I mean, whatever it is, like, these are just things that you can do to learn how do I better steward this area of my life. I watched a... um, uh, a, a, a thing on the, there's like this master class app. If you ever like want to do something, you have some extra Christmas money to spend. This is a fun thing. But there's like a, a on this master class app, there's a, like guys who's a sleep doctor. Because I was like, just like, I'm really like fascinated about why I sleep the way that I do. And I learned so much. I learned so much about things not to do before you sleep and things after you do your sleep. Like guys, God has made you beautiful and made your like, and, and, and the human body is an amazing thing. And the more you can study about how our brains are wired and bodies are wired, the more glory we can give to God and say, God, look at this awesome thing that you did. Like, it's literally one of the Psalms. Like, gives praise to God for how he made human, a human being. Like, so that's not to elevate humanity, it's to elevate God, and we can do that by learning more. All right, the last thing, financial capital. So, so you might need to invest some finances, like, so for example, there might be some um, time management software that you might need to purchase to help you kind of keep your life more ordered. Like, uh, maybe there is, uh, you need to invest in paying a, a trainer, like for physical fitness. Maybe it's like time to like put some money to go see the doctor about that thing that you've been putting off going to see the doctor about. You see what I mean? Like, so you, God has given you resources to grow in this area right now. I, everything that you need to grow in this area, I promise you that God will provide. I promise you that God will provide it. Rob, come on up. All right, so we're gonna land this thing. And I just wanna encourage you, what, what is God saying to you right now? Just, I want your mind, free your mind, close your eyes if you can, if you're, if you're able just to be present here as we close. What is God pulling at your heartstring right now? You should, uh, I don't want you to feel any guilt or shame. That's not from the Lord. And if you are, you just bring it to him. So don't feel shame for having shame. Simply just bring it to the Lord right now. Jesus, I I don't know how to manage this. I feel a little bit overwhelmed. I just bring it to you right now. Maybe you're in a position where you feel like, I have so many plates spinning, I don't know which one to stop because it just feels like, man, there will be a house of cards that are just gonna tumble. I don't know how to do it. And I just encourage you right now to have a conversation with the Lord about that. Just bring it to him. I don't know where, I don't know how to change this. Maybe some of you are just feeling so frustrated because your your body doesn't work the way that you want it to and you feel like you've tried everything and like, uh, and, and, uh, or maybe there's some like food addictions or something like that and like, you're like, I just feel overwhelmed by this. Lord. There is nothing new under the sun and there's nothing that God can't heal. So I just encourage you to bring that to the Lord right now. Jesus, I just, I need help with this. I need your healing here.
What do you feel like the Lord is speaking to you? You don't have to say it out loud. Just what do you feel like God's talking to you about? Don't think about how you can change everything. How you can, how, all right, tomorrow morning I'm gonna get up and up. No, don't do, do, don't do that. What's one step that you feel like the Holy Spirit's showing you? Like, I think I could do this. I think I could step into that. How could you begin to offer yourself as a living sacrifice to the Lord beginning this week? My body, my mind, my time, my energy. Lord, I pray for my friends today that you just speak tenderly to your people and say what you want to say and awaken us to how you want us to approach this area. Help us to not jump into the ditches of the world, but live in your way. We bless you, Lord. As we've done over the last couple of weeks, if you feel like there's something that like you feel, uh, man, I, I, I feel like I need to like spend a little more time talking to Jesus about this. We just want to create some space up here for you to do that. We think that, the, that taking a physical step in this area, we're talking about physical capital, but taking a physical step of actually coming forward and praying actually really is helpful for us um, to, um, to demonstrate our heart posture of, God, I want more of you in this area. Uh, if you would like for someone to pray with you, we'll have a few people that will be up here to pray with you over these kinds of things. Um, I, I don't want anyone to leave here feeling discouraged or overwhelmed. Uh, that is not the heart of the Lord. Uh, that's not what he wants for you. He is a, he is a peace giver. Uh, he wants to shed peace into your heart and help you to step into his love in this today. Uh, there might be some conviction. That's okay too. But even, even with that conviction can come, come peace. And so I just want to encourage you like to come and receive from what, what, what the Lord has for you. If not, I hope you have an awesome week. Next week, we'll take a pause in our series for uh, our joint service. Make sure you bring a lawn chair, by the way, uh, for sitting outside because I, I think we have to provide our own seating. Um, but I just encourage you, it's gonna be a really powerful time together. Um, uh, it's gonna be English and Spanish and it's gonna be a lot of fun. So, but please don't leave until you felt like you, I know what I'm doing here. I know what God's speaking to me and let us pray for you. Have an amazing week. I love you guys. Can't wait to see you next week.